What it do, Brenty Boo? <laughs> it, it still it do, I guess. It do do sometimes. Sometime. And this movie, eh, not too much of a doo doo. <laughs> no. It's a movie. Uh, it's definitely, it's, yeah, it's definitely a film. Yeah, it's definitely a film. We're talking about Battle Royale today, and we watched the not-rated version that uh, released to us in 2012, originally came out in 2000, adapted, uh, adapted rather, uh, from the manga, the manga adapted from the novel that released in, uh, I think it was like, 99, or something like that. Something like that. That was fast. Yeah. Um, Quick turnover. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it was uh, It was pretty popular. And uh, the movie highly differs from the novel and the book, which we'll touch on just like briefly. Uh, just kind of uh, field these over to, to Brent, and we can just hashtag react to the differences. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> talking about the actual movie all in all, what what's the concept here, Brent? What happens? Uh, kids are quote unquote chosen randomly uh, to fight on the PUBG island, <laughs> and, uh, and with uh, random loadouts. Yeah, yeah, and they have to yeah they get loadouts and they gotta they gotta kill everybody and be the only one left alive, or else they die. And they're not supposed to get. Don't try and leave. Don't try and take off your necklace that you're wearing because. It'll kill you, which we demonstrate boom, boom. early on. Yeah. To show you we mean business. Yeah. And also, the the wanton killing just kind of starts off like, boom, yeah. like that. We have, like, very little exposition. Um, it's, it goes very, very fast. We're talking about a manga series that was, uh, that was quite long. Um, I can't remember exactly how many volumes. I think it was somewhere uh, almost 50 or over 50. Um but yeah, that's that's a lot of. I didn't read all that. Yeah, it's like a hundred and forty <laughs> some odd chapters. Uh, so I mean, like, uh, you could just guesstimate. Some chapters are fifteen pages. Some are twenty-five, thirty. Uh, though thirty is pretty fucking high uh, as far as a chapter goes. So lots and lots of reading, and um, yeah, the film trims it down to about a hundred and twenty-three minutes in the not-rated version. Though it's not. I mean, this being the NR version, it starts out with the, <laughs> the hey, this was not meant yeah. to be shown to people that are uh, below the age of 15, so uh, fucking don't. Yeah, take discretion with your children. Make sure you know what they're watching. Right, but uh, did you notice that it wasn't really that violent? There's movies that are like 50 times more violent. <laughs> oh, yeah. And movies that come out of Japan that are also that violent and yeah. more so. It, yeah, it, it's not a catchy it seems like, film. It seems like one of those things where, like, just the concept alone yeah. was just controversial enough, which it is. It's a bunch of kids killing each other yeah, on an island, yeah. but that's fucked up. Um, but it's just like the, there's a lot of hype. It seems like one of those things where there's probably a lot of hype surrounding it. Mm hmm. And uh, maybe probably some undue hysteria, which just makes makes it more than what it actually is. Yeah, and we're also talking about the, the literal turn of the millennia. Like, a lot of uncertainty about a lot of things was going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, uh, kind of like, like, I mean, back then it was probably a big deal, but like when Mortal Kombat came out. Oh, man. It was just, oh, man, ripping off out hearts. Tearing and, heads off with the spine attached, watching the body, like, literally limply fall. Whereas in this, it's just like, oh, you get, like, a somebody shooting blood out of a straw. Yeah. Sound yeah. effect. Yeah, something that we literally talked about, uh, which was done to great effect, and uh, 
high volume in <laughs> Sandro. Yeah, how about and, that? And like you know, we're that's <laughs> many years. Before that was like this. an accident. Yeah, forty three years maybe. Was it fifty seven? Uh, Sandro was sixty two. Sixty two. Okay, so minus five years, so thirty eight years beforehand, and we were watching stuff like that. And while that was an accident, it was shown in theaters. Yeah. You know, and uh, yes, the the manga was exceptionally more violent. In fact, almost to a point in which uh, readers were often saying, like, yo, some of this shit is almost self-parody to the amount of crazy that's going on here. It's, yeah, it's like, you can't take it seriously. It's bullets. Bullets in this movie are like Yakuza game bullets. Yeah. And that, like... You shot me like eight times, but I still have to give one final monologue before I finally succumb yeah. to these bullets. If Dude, I they do don't at even, all. They don't even give out one oof when yeah. they get fucking shot. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. and they keep going. Like, like, what the fuck? I'll kill you after they got shot like 800 times. Yeah, like one of the most prevalent guns in this movie at, at different points is like a Mac 10. Yeah, it's like a unlimited ammo Uzi. Yeah, it's, they, they it doesn't work on bullets, with it works on percentage. Th- <laughs> <laughs> they went on drive-bys with in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, yeah. And Even though the MP5 was better for that. Right. Anyways, um, I wanted to say, I want to say, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, um, it makes me think of um, the American Psycho movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of messed up. It's pretty messed up, but I'm always saying kind of because I've also read the book. Mm-hmm. Which is like fifty times worse. Yeah, I mean it's not like graphically depicted. You know, it's not. You have to kind of you know visualize it in your mind's eye when you read the yeah. book because it's book. Yeah, I you can't you can't click you can't click book. So you're saying that it could be <laughs> amped up. It could be amped up in your own imagination. Sure, it could be, but it's it's also described as rather gratuitous, but not like the, to the point at which you're like, ugh. I mean, the movie doesn't even remotely show some of the stuff that gets described in the book. Mm. Some of it. Yeah. Not even. The the worst deaths in gore is not in a movie. And that's the same exact thing here. Uh, at one point, the character Chikasa is... Um, she was a she was supposed to essentially end up uh, seducing two people using a drug on them. Not to, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not th- that's for sure. We didn't yeah. use it. No. <laughs> You can take that. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> cash it, cash it, if you will. But yeah, she ends up like paralyzing them with uh, some sort of paralytic drug, and then while they are completely unable to move and hallucinating from said drug, she slowly, basically dissects them while she's still on top of them until she climaxes. Like I said, it is way over the top. Uh, they also had really terrible characters that were in there as well. Uh, one that like was, terrible as in like evil, or terrible as in why the fuck am I still reading about these people? So both. Okay. Uh, so the manga had a character named Shu. Shu does show up in the film, but he's axed right away in a group of students when they initially uh, go after the antagonist, um, and that would be Kazuo Kiriyama. So they just refer to him in the film as Kiriyama. In the manga, he is literally part of their class. He is not only just part of their class, but the top student. He is calculating, and by all the counts, I think they go in to say that he is a genius. Shu is depicted as an overly flamboyant parody of uh, gay culture 
that is obsessed with Kiriyama. And it is when he kind of tries to get close to Kiriyama and expresses his feelings to him. And by the way, this character looks like a hideous pig man. Yeah. Um, Which one? Is, uh, Shu. Or... Shu. Okay. Kiriyama looks immaculate. He looks like Griffith. <laughs> okay. Um, except with like long black hair tied in a ponytail. And uh, by all accounts, he's more or less a normal teenager. But uh, he medically cannot feel empathy and he is just like cold and logical so when they put him in this situation they're like well you gotta you gotta be the last one alive so that you can you know not die not die and he's like okay and so he just goes around and starts killing students so when Shu expresses his feelings to him and tries to get close to him he's like oh cool this guy's really easy to just kill right now uh-huh. so he does um and again like I said like it's just uh kind of a Kind of a play on that. So they cut characters like that out, but they also kind of did a disturb, uh, disservice to Kiriyama by just making this... This silent killer? Yeah. In like, the, crazy-eyed killer? Yeah, in the manga, he was uh, not only the top student, but, like, essentially... Probably one of the most fleshed-out characters. Yeah, and uh, ran a fucking gang at the school that was, like, crime-syndicated and loosely uh, kind of allied with some Yakuza family. But it's never really touched on. But anyway, like, so portions of characters are cut off. And it's not much of the fat that they cut off, but actual meat. And so they really just focus on, you know, like, the two main characters and then... I mean, it's it's a lot to sort through a, what, 15-volume manga? Yeah. Cut that down to about two hours. Yeah, so you pretty much just have Shuya, Noriko, and Shogo. Uh, pretty much the entire time with, you know, some some pop-ins from other characters. And they keep some of the larger things, like the lighthouse in in the movie. But uh, it's it's I feel like it's almost just enough to make the movie keep going. Yeah. Just enough. Just enough. Like, it's not a thread, but it's like a short rope, <laughs> you know? So uh, what was going through the film... And, and the whole kind of context of everything, what do you think about the basis of the idea, the execution in the movie, and then what was, like, your favorite part in the film? Um, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting premise. I mean, obviously, since pretty much every game that's come out in the past five years has aped it, they on it in some way. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else am I supposed to answer? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, is it, like you like the concept because of the things that have sprung out from it. You think that that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it's it's a good premise. Mm-hmm. Um, the area is constantly getting smaller. Yeah, and like there are literal dead zones, and that's literally copied in every battle royale style game uh, that has come out since. But. Uh, what are your like most enjoyed parts of this film? Honestly, I think I like the lighthouse scene the most, mm-hmm. just because how quickly it all went out of hand. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's fun where you have a character who keeps saying like it's not my fault, it's not my fault. It's like oh, it is one hundred percent your fault. fault. Yeah, <laughs> everything that happened in this scene is because of you. Yeah, and you it's were directly kinda... and solely <laughs> responsible for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And it's kind of one of those things where in the film we kind of lose like uh, the the feelings behind these characters because we had no time. Had to really. get yeah, had to get chiseled down with yeah. like quick flashbacks and like yeah. a thirty second reminder. So if I remember right, I think that girl who who accidentally ended up killing all of her friends with like poison and then uh, doubt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think her name was Yukie, so we didn't really get to see what Yukie and then. Uh, uh, the fella that she was with that they obviously had feelings for each other, we didn't really get to see what they were up to. Now, one of the biggest things that I found strange about this was the amount of double suicide shown throughout the film and is actually still very much a thing in the manga and the novel. I thought you were about to say in real life. Oh, yeah, 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 double suicides in real life. Um, but, yeah, and, and then just suicide in general. But yeah. there's... There's a reason why it was that way in the manga and the novel, but in the film, it's hardly really, like, touched on as far as, like, the actual circumstances that things are in. They're like, kids are acting bad. Uh, There's a collapse, uh, government collapse. There's high unemployment rates. Things are bad. We know they're bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, it's, it's just, like, a lot of that kind of going on and it almost feels like in the film the use of double suicide and suicide in general is a means to cut that number from 40 down faster yeah we need to get rid of some excess characters mm-hmm. before the end of the movie so they just feel like names yeah so when we see yukie like completely distraught and she her weapon was apparently that poison um and she just had that on her and it's just so odd that, like, you know, she's, like, holding that. And then we have that whole lighthouse scene, which is one of the, you know, kind of biggest, craziest things that happens in the manga. It's incredibly visceral and, you yeah. know, everything. But, um, and tragic because you literally spent so much time with each of these characters, you know, like, what their drives are, who they are as people. And then in the movie, they're just like... And, yeah, and you have to watch them all tear each other apart. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it's a lot better in the manga. Yeah, in the manga, you're literally rooting for most of these people to get off. Honestly, yeah, I feel like it did a good job, like, oh, things are turning around, like, oh, Mm -hmm. we'll get together with these people, and, you know, we'll figure out a way out of this. No, no. Yeah, because, like, in in something that that they did, I think, well in the movie versus in the manga, in the manga... You can, it's one of those things where it's like when you see someone who is uh, designed, you can be like, that person's a, a villain. That's a bad person. They have harsh lines. Maybe they like look like a JoJo, <laughs> you know? And uh, they're just like super darkened and like monstrous. While like the good people literally look like everybody else deities. Oh, <laughs> they look oh, deistic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like they have like thin lines. They have like very, very gentle Soft. faces. Yeah. <laughs> Soft features. Yeah, and then you have like you know what I like to call hideous pigmen. You know that are like these are either going to be chaff or they're going to use like wit and guile to you know send a couple people to their demise, which is actually what um uh, Takeshi Kitano looked like in the manga. In fact, it wasn't Kitano ever. Like, it was just some random fucking name guy. He was a big pig man. And he was terrible. He was cold, unfeeling, and was just like, better get out of the death zone, children. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, God, no. Uh, and so, like, you pretty much had good characters either killing the bad ones or bad ones killing the good ones, so on and so forth, uh, all over the place. 
Um, and there was actually a wide range of how this happened in the manga and in the novel versus in the anime. In the anime, it's a lot easier... Uh, in, in, in the anime. <laughs> in the actual anime. film. Yeah, in the manga adaptation, live-action film. We committed the greatest <laughs> sin. Don't watch the manga unless you read the anime. <laughs> Don't pretend to be a fan. You're not fan. You are not real. Uh, so... One of the biggest things that they do in the film is the use of guns and sharp weapons, uh, iconic weapons like a hand scythe or uh, a short katana, you know, things like that. Um, while in the manga, we have like drugs, we have uh, martial arts, <laughs> <laughs> we have like all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, some of the bigger events obviously stay the same in the movie. Um, as they are kind of like cornerstone or keystone uh, events. They're like, you can't change this. Don't change this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, some of these events that actually occur kind of end up falling flat because it feels like in between them there's not much going on. Yeah. I mean, you, you're bouncing around all these characters. Like, I don't really care mm -hmm. about... I, it's just, yeah, I don't know, they're just there to be meat on an island, which I guess you could be saying something about mm -hmm. that. Like, oh man, these kids are just, they're just body count, that's all they are, which, yeah. sure. And, like, it kind of feels like, with just knowing what the movie is, right, it almost feels like they're talking about, oh, we put too much weight and burden on the shoulders of children to be adults at an early age. You have to be successful. You have to get into a good school. You have to have good grades. Be something. Be someone. And, like, yeah, that's kind of traditionally the culture of Japan. I've had, it's not really touched on in the movie, though. No. It's it's more like, is that the underlying theme here? Yeah. Like, you guys are just, you're failing as kids, and, like, the country's going to shit. Uh, we have an overpopulation problem, so might as well just go ahead and axe some of these kids that don't know how to treat adults. I guess there's... Touched on the opening uh, text crawl, I guess. And then never again. Never again. And then never again. In the manga and in the novel, here's something for you. Japan won World War II. And so they continued to be like a militaristic society. And it's not until the turn of the century, uh, and well, I guess turn of the millennium, where they end up going to a much more fascist state. And then people start to rebel against that. Uh -huh. And it's incredibly hard for the government to actually function. And the idea of what it means to be Japan and a Japanese individual is incredibly burdensome. So they come up with the Battle Royale Act in order to thin down uh, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and it's put forward by the government... And no one likes it. No one's for it. It's just essentially an iron fist, like, yep, we're going to start killing our fucking people. And then it's like, it almost goes kind of like a concentration camp vibe in which, like, different schools every year are chosen to go and just duke it out and take an entire class of, you know, however many down to one. And it's fucked. And, like, everyone's like, yeah, we can't do anything about it, though. Japan won World War II, so what's the rest of the world look like? 
and it's kind of left up for your interpretation, though it does talk about it a couple times here and there. Um, but in this, it's just... We're happy school kids until one fateful day. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like looks like we got a little more than we bargained for on this school trip, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and like their teacher was like, no, don't do it to my class. I love my students. No, no, like, we're going to do that to your class, and then we're going to show them your dead body so they know we're serious. Yeah. So what are some really glaring things about this film that you didn't like? I don't know. I didn't really feel like a strong dislike. I don't know. I, I guess it, was, it, it I felt like it was, just, it was way like soap opera-y, mm -hmm. which, yeah. it, I don't know. It seemed like... Lots of relationships. It was very, yeah, it was very like, it was very like over the top. But it also seemed like very like genuine too. I don't know. Maybe right. it's because like I don't, I don't speak enough Japanese to really get like the tone. Right. Maybe it's just something I'm not getting. But like it just, it, I don't know. It seemed yeah way too melodramatic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can can uh, in considering like what's going on in the movie it was like every other couple had their own Romeo and Juliet go on yeah and then somebody would get shot and be like I just wanted to see you one last time my crush who has just shot me eight times but I can still give a nice you know I love you speech so you're talking about the character Sugimura yeah yeah so he was fucking dope as hell yeah in the manga he had he was one of the most fleshed honestly, out honestly he characters. seemed like he was gonna be he was pretty cool so like, yeah, I gotta find this he was a key character yeah. and showed up in many other characters chapters so the whole thing was he was a, like, he... He was called a loner. Yeah. So he was, like, a practicing martial artist and was wanting to actually become a Buddhist. He was a pacifist. So he literally just learned martial arts in order to, you know, like, find discipline. Mm -hmm. And it's not until he actually ends up having a showdown with, uh, with Kiriyama towards the end. But here's the thing, is that when that actually fucking happens, they lost a shit ton of readers weekly for, for their chapters because it went total fucking fist to the North Star. <laughs> Sugimura was basically Kenshiro. Oh, okay, so yeah, like, he magic martial arts? Yeah, no, martial arts in the Battle Royale manga were, were was magic. Or, uh, he was, he was Rikio. Yeah. He was literally he had, like, like the star of David on his hand, and he still has <laughs> he still has bullets lodged in him. Yeah, they make the do, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. yeah the constellation of uh of uh fucking uh, the Big Dipper. Yeah, I know Riccio had a different. I think he had the star yeah, of David. He had yeah the star of David and then and, like, like holes or something. Is this actually the same thing? It, yeah, there are there are Pretty a lot much. of overlapping things here. Yeah, yeah. So he essentially like shrugs off of pacifism in order to try and literally kill Kiriyama to save everybody else. So does he like flex real hard and then his shirt like tears Pretty off? Pretty much, and then. It's, in the next scene, yeah. assuming there's a next scene, yeah. let's just say there is. There is. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, let's just say. <laughs> if he survived, would he have his shirt back in the next scene? Probably not. But yeah, so like, uh, they have like a whole ass fucking fight. He gets injured pretty bad. Kiriyama is injured pretty bad. But he's basically like, uh, what was what was his name? What was the guy in uh, fucking uh, Fist of North Star? I want to say it's Geese, but I, it's not. It's not fucking Howard Geese. Um, not Shin. 
we could just use Shin though. He's basically Shin in that he can teleport. Uh, he's like always super fucking fast with the knife hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, doing like the kill and like doing the stomps and stuff. It it was one hundred percent Fist and North Star, but Sugimura was Kenshiro Light in that he got his ass kicked. But he was also um, how everybody else was able to kind of skirt around Kiriyama at the time. So he was able to, uh... Hokuto. Yeah, was he able to, like, plug up his own uh, bullet holes by, like, flexing real hard? <laughs> Sticking his thumb in them and twisting on the yeah. key point? Yeah, I hit my hidden pressure point. My healing rate has been upped by 25%. Woof. Yeah, so... My red health regenerates faster now. <laughs> I, I still need to go back and finish that fucking game, though. But no, he does still end up getting, like, shot to death by his uh, his crush. This girl that, like, had literally just been pretty much hiding on her own, had been seeing a lot of carnage. Um, and uh, he literally, the only time he ever fought was against Kiriyama. And, like, there was a larger portion of students on that island that were actually working together. Mm-hmm. Um, then on top of that, at the we're going to move now towards the end of the film where, uh, you know, like, we've got uh, Kawada, Shuya, and Noriko just kind of, like, moving on to the base, right? So there's actually a final face-off between Shuya and... Uh, Kiriyama and that pretty much goes wild it's fucking ridiculous in the manga he had a combat knife instead of a instead of a pot lid Kiriyama <laughs> started off with a Mac 10 and um, yeah it's it's a ridiculous fucking fight uh, and it's like almost shonen at that point until finally it's literally just... Were there people watching the fight happen and then commentating on it? Like, oh, he's I moving so fast that my eyes cannot oh even perceive my. what's happening. <laughs> With the knife? Yeah. yeah so uh, there, was, there was a lot of goofy shit going on. Uh, like, I, I think at that point in the manga, Kawada was already injured, but had essentially told them, like, how to get off the island and, and you know, what to do and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, the, the hacker boys... They had actually attempted, they, they had their attempt on the building that they were trying to essentially blow up uh, on that island. Um, they were, I don't believe that they were stopped by Kiriyama. It's just something else happened. I think that they were gunned down by all the soldiers or something. Mm. Um, as in the manga, uh, Shuya filled with like this, you know, essentially like, the light of Sugimura making him, you know, Kenshiro plus he goes in and is like, you don't want to fuck with me. And the soldiers are like, (laughs) this child. Yeah. Please spare our lives. And he just, he does. (laughs) He literally spares them. And then in the end gets up to like, you know, a disgusting pig man. And I can't remember what he does there, essentially, I think he might actually kill him or someone else does. I know that he dies. And they're able to escape the island. But And, and Kawada still ends up dying, as he was already mortally injured. Did he... Did, uh, did uh, Shuya um, hit his pressure point that causes his arteries to like burst out of his body? Oh, man. After he takes five steps? You've got five steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, Noriko... 
and Shuya end up making it to America. And in that first manga, at the end of 15 chapters, they escape, and they don't have to, like, live in secrecy. It's essentially like getting out of North Korea. Okay. You know, like, they're not going to get extradited, and they're free. However, they end up just rewriting that in the second one, and that's when they start their uh, rebellion force called Wild Seven, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is just a play on Seven Samurai and then a uh, uh, fucking, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Seems like it kind of falls apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it doubles down on fascist regime, and like we have to take it down and go full fucking anime. Um, obviously, it kind of started out that way, almost having a like a sci-fi style to it, where, you know, we had like bomb necklaces and again a fascist cheerleader. Yeah, that, that's always fun. Yeah, I'm kind of noticing with with at least the two films uh, between Tokyo Gore Police <laughs> and Battle Royale, where my fascist regime can't possibly be this cute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and just like fascist, fascist Japan. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, and militarized Japan. That uh, one time, time I exterminated six million Jews. Yeah, but Japan though, and it's our <laughs> own people. Hitler kawaii no desune. Yeah, ridiculous. And uh, it's it's one of those things where Tojo Kun and I. Tojo Kun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, with with Battle Royale, especially with the differences here, is I feel like the movie gets away enough from the manga in good ways and can be viewed and enjoyed without knowing anything about the other two. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like the right mm. idea yeah. if you're going to do like an adaptation. Yeah. Don't make it scene by scene. No. The, you know, like that's something that I had noticed um, years ago when I was like really excited for Batman Killing Joke to come out. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, oh, sick, dude. Like they got Kevin Conroy, they got fucking Hamill. Let's fucking go. And it was great but at the end i felt dissatisfied because it was literally scene for scene other than the beginning where batgirl like has sex with batman for fucking some reason and it's weird as fuck they were horned in a yeah yeah and it was like i was like am i watching the watchman yeah. right now but yeah it yeah was... remember how oh yeah that's one thing i remember from the watchman besides the blue dong was just like <laughs> the last like 30 minutes is just the owl and what's her name just fucking yep like on and off yeah yeah. And then and then the end of the movie happened. Yeah. And I was just like, just fucking do it. And I was like, well, that do was... it. And then I never thought about that movie again until now. <laughs> until I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it's one of those things again that I just think that it's it's fine. Um, and what we were kind of saying before, you have fifteen chapters of a manga in which. Uh, literally every other, or sorry, not 15 chapters, 15 volumes. Volumes. Massive difference in which each of the 40 characters get two to three chapters at a time. They get three if we're there being remorseful and mourning. And some of the characters we really recognize as villains, and when you see them die, it's almost like a karmic, like, oh, yeah, you got what you deserved. Yeah. And it's incredibly fucking graphic it is fucked it is literally like hands closing over heads watching their eyeballs fucking spurt out <laughs> their teeth fucking going all over the place it's it's a mess i suppose the movie's a little more chaotic which you can probably call a plus yeah exactly it, uh i would say that at, at times with battle royale the movie you get the idea and feeling that they are on like a, a very like 
de- like um, not desolate, deserted, mm. and like overgrown island. Uh, the vegetation allows for anyone to be watching at any time. Um, and while some of the things kind of feel like a nothing scene or like a nothing death, and there seems to be shortcuts, I, th- I feel like it's actually just fine. Yeah, I mean... I feel like it's fine. That's kind of... Yeah. That was the word I was going to use. So it's fine. Yeah. Does it need more gore? I mean, this Not is a question that I sometimes ask about things. I think I actually said this in our uh, Rest in Peace 2019 before we went into the fucking pandemic. Uh, when I had asked someone that, and I answered for them, and I said, <laughs> yes, yes, always more gore, but not necessarily, no, especially with this. I mean, <laughs> if that's, like, it can't be the main selling point no. of your movie. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not like, hostile. No, yeah. Like, I, when I say that, I don't mean that I need a scene where someone, like, wakes up after being drugged by a student, and they're having their fucking fingernails pulled off. Yeah. You know, where their it's teeth pulled like out of their porn. head. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But in this movie, <laughs> I feel like the thing that sucks is that the action is uh, subdued in that it's almost all guns. All bullets. Yeah. There's very little else. It's because there's like... All manner of weapons that were seen were were shown throughout the film. First death is by crossbow bolt, but we don't really see it happen. Yeah. Second death is by crossbow bolt, which we do see happen, but it's pretty light. It's very subdued. Uh huh. Even like the gunshots are just like. Then again, yeah, like I said, it's like very rubber bullety. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody gets shot like a hundred times, and they're like, they're literally. I'll still kill you yet. Yeah. Yeah, and they got like the red paint blood. It really mm-hmm. looks like fruit juice. If I remember Somebody right... Somebody shout out my fruit juice. I need if, that. I, I swear, there's a there's a version of Battle Royale that I've seen. Perhaps uh, perhaps it was the OG, or maybe I'm thinking of something else entirely. But at one point, the uh, antagonist, I think honestly it might have been the other version, but he gets his arm cut in a place in which uh, his tendon is slashed, right? Did he pull it out and tie it back up? Yes. That happened. <laughs> it's the straight up Rikio. Yeah. Straight yeah. up Rikio. And he then uses his finger to pull on the tendon to, to make shoot his a gun. Yeah. Interesting. But I from what I remember is there was fire everywhere and I swear to god it was in Battle Royale. And he's like literally firing at people with like a like a fucking uh service pistol. So I might have it mixed up with another movie. Oh, you know, I was, I was saying it different. Okay. I thought Let us know in the fucking comments, please, I was going to say... Or email us. I was thinking of the movie The Raid. Oh, The Raid, The Redemption? Yeah, where, like, somebody said, like, there was, like, a really cool, like, apartment complex shootout. For the whole reason, movie's a whole pot, yeah, apartment okay. complex shootout. Or, like, shootout. a stairway shootout. Don't want to get into that. Um, mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, had it mixed up with Battle Royale. There I thought a, I was thinking maybe it was, like, one of the sequels, but no, it's The Raid, not Battle yeah. Royale. There is just one good scene where Tony Jaa takes a man's head and smashes it into a wall 32 times on the way down, but it's, like, so seamless, and it's not at all comical. You're just sitting there like, what the fuck? It's great. It's great. The combat in that is fantastic. Uh, if you if you want a bad movie with Tony Jaa, mm. check out uh, Jujutsu. Jiu-Jitsu. It's on Netflix now. Don't watch it. It's on Netflix. Now. Not even Nick Cage can save it. You're telling me you can't fly? 
Do you want to learn? <laughs> Jiu-jitsu. So, yeah. Don't tell me you forgot why you're here. It's the heart of jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, anyway. Um, Battle Royale, good film on its own. It's, uh, I mean, it's, I would probably say, a cult classic. I feel like it got overhyped for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going in expecting a whole lot. I didn't, yeah. I, I'm not saying I hate it. Yeah. I'd watch it again. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's good. I think there's honestly, there's there's three different people when it comes to Battle Royale, right? The movie. You either haven't heard of it or like, you know, sub have heard, haven't really cared enough to watch. Or two, you've watched it and you're like, yeah, it's, it's fine, but there's obviously, you know, bad things about it. And it's not just about like what is and what isn't adapted or... Three, you watched it, you loved it, you can't stand hearing people say bad things about it. <laughs> I feel like someone's someone I'm just saying about. Let me kick this to you. I feel like it's for American like speaking to an American fan. Yeah, it's for American fans of anime who like who like a little ultra violence. Yeah, like very super anime fans. Yeah, and see that's just it. Is it didn't some of those scenes just seem almost a little too very, ridiculous? Very melodramatic anime. Like I can't believe I couldn't protect her. Yeah, I just wanted to see her smile one last time. Yeah, that's like that. That's that's what I'm talking about. It's right. just like, come on, man. And apparently, uh, you know, like one of those guys really couldn't get enough of that. Uh, as they end up uh, playing light Yagami for 15 fucking years uh, of their life. That's Tatsuya Fujiwara. He's just light Yagami. And then uh, also okay. did some voice work for, for Yakuza and some uh, face face capture. Which I guess, yeah, we should have uh, touched up on that as well. Comedian Takeshi Kitano uh, being a major character in this. Playing as Mr. Kitano. I gotta check out some <laughs> of the shit he did in the 80s. Because like... Yeah, he had a game on, like, the Famicom. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was called Takeshi's Challenge. Oh, that's hilarious. Which is, like, kind of, it was, like, very, like, subversive in terms of, like, no no video game in the, like, late 80s, early 90s was doing this. That's kind of fucking sick. You said that he was actually, he did, like, facial capture and everything like that as a Yakuza boss in a Song of Life, Yakuza 6. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, like, and like voice, uh, yeah, like yeah, act, he acts in it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kawada, played by Taro uh, Yamamoto, is like we don't he's, see him he's, for eight years. Uh, not, I was I was thinking of a. Um, Are you talking White about Yagami? Yeah, yeah, Tatsuya. Fujiwara. Tatsuya, yeah. Um, he uh, he he plays one of Kitano's uh, associates. Okay, like a lieutenant or like a captain or like a soldier. Soldier. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's just kind of a he's kind of a footman. Yeah, goof. Just a, yeah. Yeah, it's like Taro literally hasn't done anything since 2013. Um and unless you're like really checking out a lot of uh like Japanese drama and stuff like that, you're probably never going to see his face again. Um but Sosuke Takaoka, um that dude uh, played uh, Hiroki, uh, which is was I guess like the love interest slash boyfriend of the chick that was like always training, like for track and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she just pops in, and uh, the movie just treats her like we know her, you know, like it, it's kind of weird. But uh, he was he was in uh, fucking Thirteen Assassins, 
and that movie slaps came out in 2010 highly recommend it i would love to fucking watch that sometime because i would say that that film super duper uh encapsulates what akira kurosawa would have done for a film if he were still alive at the time i think it's the closest thing to a kurosawa film that has come out since it's a big claim it is, but I think that if you saw it, you'd be like, fuck yeah, <laughs> this is the sickest. But yeah, um, overall, closing remarks on Battle Royale, it's a fine movie. It's fine. It's fine. It's uh, it's only two hours if you're watching the, the not-rated version. I imagine it's probably closer to 90 minutes or 80 minutes uh, if you're not. Uh, both versions are available for rent on Amazon. You can probably rent them off of YouTube um. Yeah. Unrelated, but if you want to watch another cool uh, Japanese, hell yeah, uh, cinema. Um, one cut of the dead. One cut of the dead. Mm-hmm. What's that? Um, without getting too much into it, it's basically like uh, a film crew is shooting a zombie movie, mm-hmm. and then a real zombie outbreak happens. They did that for or Diary they... of the Dead too. This is different. Okay. Yeah, or it's like he he takes his work a little too seriously. The director does, mm. and that's kind of without getting like too into it. It there's there's a surprise in there that would just spoil the whole point of the movie. Oh, but it, it's it's it, it it's a really it's a really good movie. It, I wonder if it, if Diary of the Dead is just one of those things where it's like we saw it. This out came out Japan after first. Diary of the Dead. Okay, it did this was like right. 2018, 2019. Oh, so it's pretty recent. Yeah. I'd be interested in checking that out for sure. In the before times. Yeah, in the before times. Um, I say as I eat my own head, a, a swallow Japanese, my own tongue. A Japanese film not to watch, Ichi the Killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. What are you talking about? Get out of here. You want to talk about Japanese films I wish violence. I had as much drip as Kakihara had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you going to split your fucking mouth? you going to get I'm not, pierced? I don't, think I, I don't think I'm down with the sadism as much as he is, but... yeah. I like. I would like the look of the drip. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Ichi's knife shoes. Yeah, <laughs> that's sick. You want to cut off somebody's face and then watch it slither down the wall? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! Well, yeah. Some like freeform jazz plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all I really have to say about Battle Royale. It's a fine film, uh, cult classic, uh, really big in like anime communities. Um, read the manga if you have a strong stomach and you're not easily triggered or set off by some really really intense shit uh, of which you pretty much have none of that to deal with here in the film if you're fine with gore there's basically no fucking trigger warnings or content warnings for this besides the not rated warning in the beginning um yeah i mean yeah they're not gonna tell you what exactly is in it but uh one question. Yeah. What the fuck was up with Shuya's dad? Yo, yeah. I know he was, like, having a hard time finding work or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, why do you have to go out like that? Right. So, in in the manga, when he commits suicide, sending his son off to a foster home literally means that the government will fund him to go to school. Um... But... If he does not do well enough, and death, if he falls into death of a salary man, yeah, if he falls into say quote unquote unsavory groups, he may be you know selected for battle royale, which is what happens when uh, his friend uh, Nobu and him, you know, like they become, they end up being uh, flatmates at the uh, the orphanage, 
And then when they end up making friends and Nobu is a piece of shit. And like on the last day that Nobu ever went to school, he cut the teacher's leg. <laughs> you know, like that still, I believe, happened. However, you know, that teacher was not Kitano and Kitano did not come back. Um, but the other classmates as well, like, like I said, like there is a clear defined line between the good guys and the bad guys in the manga. And there are enough bad guys in that class that they're like, all right, these people just need to get exterminated. I did like uh, uh, Takeshi's last line in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's an adult supposed to say? Yep. Like, why are you asking the child that? Which I guess is kind of the whole point. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like, the, the movie does uh, ask some questions that are good I'm guessing it's like, you know, putting all this pressure on our children, I guess. Right. It says things that the manga fails to, I think. Okay. And I think that in in that point, the manga uh, satisf- satisfies the what-if scenario of what if Japan was still this militaristic entity. Uh, you know, we were our, our uh, true enemy, and sometimes we need to break away from traditions. What if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires? Yeah, what uh, What if Malcolm McDowell shot up his board's boarding school? What What if the uh, What if uh, What if What if the Punisher was black? Yeah, what if we had a totally heterosexual platonic uh, relationship, you and I, Brent, and we just uh, we stole a motorcycle, and then uh, I watched you fuck in a cafe. It's just, just goofing. <laughs> just goofing. <laughs> It was the 60s. It's fine, man. You got any of that hash, bro? No. Oh, well, I suppose we should end the episode there, then. Uh, dissatisfied. <laughs> yeah, uh, Battle Royale. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You'd probably Check enjoy it. Out. it. Yeah. And uh, it's thanks, a good time. thanks for the solid recommendation uh, from a new friend of mine that I met through a Twitch streaming community. That's uh, Fluffy Penguin Kitty. What a cute, adorable <laughs> name. Um, and, uh, you can catch her on Twitch most of the time, and I'm now streaming as well, getting closer to affiliate, so perhaps you can catch me and Aaron doing some co-op on Saturdays, or right now I'm doing a playthrough of Doom on Ultraviolence, uh, I think Brent would probably end up streaming something sometime soon, maybe some DCS, play DCS on Twitch. I don't have anything to plug. (laughs) Other than this podcast and the fact that you're dope as fuck you're already here yeah so yeah that's uh for me that's uh twitch.tv backslash mendachi it'll probably be in the show notes um and uh since fluffy was so kind as to throw us the uh recommendation let's go ahead and throw her channel in there too i'll throw it in there um but yeah catch us on the flip side and send us more recommendations for movies we uh always really love that yeah, dare you to send me something that I actually hate? Because I feel like literally every oh, movie yeah. we've ever done is like, always I like, enjoyed that. It's like, something yeah, it I've fine. either already seen and enjoyed and want to show you, or yeah. something I didn't see and ended up really enjoying. Yeah, because like we or will do thought an episode. was fine. Yeah, we'll do an episode on something we thought was trash. We will do it. We almost said it for Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack, but we were like, <laughs> I have nothing to say about this film. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'll leave on that. Yeah, that's perfect. Send us recommendations. Thanks for listening. Twitch. Bye bye.